Come on. Welcome to Life Club. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Christy Filler. Christy, are you ready to do this? I am ready, George. All right, let's go. Christy is a mental health therapist and regional clinic director with Thrive Works. They're an organization that believes everyone can benefit from counseling, therapy, um, psychological help, or coaching with a skilled and caring professional. Christy, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Okay. So I guess to start out with my personal life, I'll talk about what I am most proud of. I am the single mother of an amazing nine-year-old little boy who inevitably challenges me every day to be just a better version of me. Um, He's probably world's best teacher, all in all. Beyond that, I ultimately like sports, activities, traveling, anything that kind of keeps me going and active and, you know, experiencing new things in life. As far as what I do, what I, why I do what I do, I would say what probably started me in the field was an experience at a young age. When I was 16 years old, my father was diagnosed with cancer. After about a battle uh, with cancer for a year, he lost the battle. Mm -hmm. And my father was not only um, very important as my dad, but he was my best friend. At that time, I experienced a series of my own mental health challenges, was connected with an amazing licensed clinician social worker, and she really helped me to change what at at that time was a very negative narrative of my life and get me back on track, provide me with much needed skills and a way to refocus and start to tell a a way more positive narrative. So I think that was a very important shaping experience. Now, I believe that I have decided to stay in the field and do what I do because I see myself as a mental health advocate and an advocate for change to be able to provide other people with the amazing tools to change their life's narrative. I can't think of anything that wouldn't be more rewarding. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. So I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old, Christy. I've never referred to them (laughs) as teachers, but now that I think about it, they... (laughs) See? They challenge you every day. Tell me they don't. (laughs) Oh, uh, a thousand. Yes. Yes. Challenge. Yes. (laughs) And through that, they are teaching me. They're teaching me that I've got a long way to go. So you think that you're enlightened or getting close to it? Yeah, you can watch my kids for for, for an hour and see how that goes. Anyway. They cause a lot of reflection. Yes, yes. Lots of opportunities for reflection. So, well, I I believe that um, we were all struggling with the challenges of modern living prior to the pandemic. Yeah. particularly young people and now uh hopefully coming out of the pandemic it's 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 had a a pretty heavy toll on on our young people and I, that's I, I wanted to talk with you about that today so i think that that is and, I, and i'm glad that we have the opportunity and the platform to talk about it because it's an extremely important topic um prior to the pandemic right we were seeing uh, levels of anxiety and depression increasing from from really grade school on up, right? It has been 
um, overwhelming to see how much uh, anxiety and depression our youth experiences on a daily basis. Post-pandemic, obviously, a lot of it is increased even more with the experiences that everybody has had to go through. Um, Ultimately, even in my experience as a therapist and working with uh, college students and young adults, seeing a lot of increased anxiety, risk for suicide, depression, and a lot of perfectionism that's coming from that. The the idea of, you know, all different ways of looking at it, right? Like the, the need for me to be perfect and not make mistakes. If I make mistakes, then what does that say about me or my ability? Um, what will other people think about me or my ability? Then also the idea of, and I see this a lot in, in the young adults that are newly kind of getting into the workforce, is I've put so much pressure on myself to have this amazing career and work really hard and get all the perfect grades to, you know, have this great life. And now I'm here. And is this it? Hmm. And I hear that a lot. And it's pretty profound to hear, you know, them reflect and look back on all of these years that they've put in and focused on being perfect. And now they're sort of faced with, what do I have? And what more is there? Because I don't know that I'm satisfied with this. And I think a lot of that pertains to the idea that one, we keep building, right? Like if you work really hard, if you study really hard, if you do all of these things really hard, it'll all pay off in the end and life will be great. But we forget that even in, in schools, we, we educate the mind, right? We, it's, it's so important to educate the mind, but in my opinion, it should be the whole mind, which includes mental health and wellness, right? But we forget that part many times. It's the drive towards the perfection of the grades. Part of being able to do what we do is being able to take breaks, being able to take time out, being able to have social activities, laugh, enjoy. And we drive ourselves so hard. We put ourselves into overdrive. There's no other answer than burnout, right? Then when mental health is affected negatively, it's, it's like a domino effect, right? Then all things start to fall down. Relationships, school, work, finances, whatever that may be, but everything starts to maybe have a negative impact. So I think that this topic is is a tremendous topic and probably isn't talked about nearly enough. Well, as a person who likes to try and solve problems, I can certainly understand why people would want to avoid talking about it because that's it's 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 a lot and it's sad and it's concerning and you know my heart goes out i think in a lot of ways i was super fortunate to have a five and a two-year-old but i mean (laughs) they're gonna be right there you know before i know it um okay so recognizing that, that that we have and the cause of these problems are all of it social media that just the internet um, expectations, a lack of awareness and acknowledging mental health and teaching it. 
110%. So social media, as you mentioned, is, is really one of the pieces that has a strong impact on our youth, right? That also plays into where I spoke about the perfectionism, plays into the idea and the concept of perfectionism, right? Yeah. We see people who have it all. They have the lifestyle we want. They have the clothing we want. They have the cars that we want um, and all of the happiness that we want, right? It looks amazing when you're watching it through these postings um, on, you know, whatever it may be, Instagram or Snapchat or, you know, whatever, whatever platform the folks are using. And the reality is, and I, you know, I had a conversation with somebody not that long ago who works in kind of production and uh, has Instagram that's out there. And it was like, you know, wow, you're, you're like, your life couldn't be better. Like in the pandemic and you're traveling and doing these family things. And it's amazing, like (laughs) smiling from ear to ear. And the response was, don't believe everything that you see. Yeah. And it was like, okay, wow. And this is somebody who I know very well and is very close to me. And I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's, that's really interesting. And, and it's interesting because this is what is presented. People don't get on and say, you know, oh, gosh, yesterday was horrible and I'm having problems with my friends or I'm having problems in my relationship or, you know, I'm just really sad all of the time. We don't see as much of that. We post the happy moments. We post the the things that are exciting. We post our best look with filters, right? Like that's what we're putting out there. And then that's what everybody is aspiring to have and be. So it just continues to add on to the idea of perfectionism, the the perfect job, the perfect life, the perfect family, Hmm. whatever that may look like, adds to the stress, the anxiety, and the depression when we don't achieve maybe that image that we had. And then these are the things that can, that, that lead to the high risk factors, right? The, the increase in suicide rates, um, early, early death of our, our young college students, not just because of suicide, but maybe because of diabetes, blood pressure that they're developing at early ages, right? We like to separate our mind and our body and think that they're different. Our mental health and our physical health are separate, but they're not at all. They are so intertwined. And when we don't have good mental health, then we don't have good physical health and vice versa. And these two things should be looked at together because they can create health issues in other areas as well. Fascinating. I, you know, I, it's so obvious hearing it, how perfectionism, you have young people who are working so hard to get straight A's and great test scores. And then they see everybody on social media looking beautiful and perfect. And, and then they do it. They check every box. They, they, they do all of it and they get there. They're like, Oh man, this is it. I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. I've just done and check these boxes because you promised that that would lead to it um, along with, with, with all these other problems that we're struggling with. What's, what's, what's the way forward, Christy? So 
obviously I think the biggest, the biggest way forward is awareness, right? If we don't know and we're not aware of what's going on, what's around us, what the potential concerns are, then, then we can't change it. We can't move forward and we can't make a change and make difference. So first is awareness. Second is acknowledgement. We need to acknowledge the reality of these problems on a macro level, right? We need, to, we need to acknowledge them in schools. We need to acknowledge them in workforces. We need to acknowledge them in larger platforms. And then on an individual basis, we need to be able to present to friends or families, um, whoever it may be, that it's okay to not be perfect. And it's okay to not always be happy or be great. It's better to be able to voice it and talk about it so that you can get there versus pretending that it's not happening. Because when we suppress feelings or we, you know, we don't deal with them, they grow. They don't go away. They don't disappear. They just sort of get piled on. And sometimes that's what we spend a lot of time doing, again, on a large scale or, or a smaller scale or a more individual scale. Large scale, we don't want to deal with it. We don't know how to deal with it, right? So we shy away from it or don't talk about it or, you know, don't put it on the forefront of things. And then that continues to give the message that it's scary or we don't want to deal with it or that's too depressing to have to deal with. And then that again makes people sort of what I call turtle, right? Go inside of themselves and hide what's really happening. And the reality is quite the opposite. The more that we talk about it and talk through it, the better we're going to be as people, as society, as a community, we will be better and we will be stronger. So I think that those are some key things is again, it being aware acknowledging it, and then starting to really work at making the changes, right? Like that's the, that's the last piece of it is putting things in place, executing different ways to create platforms for people to feel safe and to talk about things, to create different avenues that people can take breaks. I know that I've been reading a lot about introduction into even, you know, elementary schools on up of mental health days, not being afraid to take a break and say, you know, hey, I'm not well, and I need a moment to myself. Putting these things in place allow us to say, you know what, it's okay to not be perfect, to not be okay, and to take time out. And I think that's essential. It's an, at least a building block in the right direction to having better awareness and wellness. I appreciate all that. Thank you. And it strikes me that that's what we need to do sort of top down, but then bottom up as well. Me as an individual, I need to become aware of how integral it is for me to pay attention to my physical well-being, but also my mental and my emotional well-being and to give myself permission and in fact, maybe even schedule in pauses or breaks, um, acknowledging the way that, that, that I'm feeling, acknowledging that I am susceptible to thinking that things are perfect and getting drawn into situations. Um, and then recognizing and positioning myself for success by having conversations and reaching out and knowing that it's okay that I do want to speak with somebody and be able to have an outlet. Yes. I think that, I mean, I think you're right on target that 
we have to take responsibility for our own lives, right? We're the only ones that can be our own advocates 100%. We're the ones that are going to focus and, you know, really take priority in ourselves. And where I talked about in the beginning, where my experience sort of with with a um, clinician allowed me to rewrite my narrative, right? And I think that's one of the important things is that we, we are our own storytellers and we get to decide what that narrative is. But if we don't take control of it, or, or as my sister would say, if you stick your head in the sand and you mm-hmm. don't take control of something, then things become out of control, right? And then that's, none of us feel good when things feel out of control. So the idea is that if you start to take control of your narrative and you start to be able to recognize when you're having distress And one of the most concrete examples I can generally give folks, because lots of times the mental health aspect seems so profound or we can't put our finger on it, right? So I tell people, all right, let's look at it this way. If you, most of us have owned a home, lived in a home, you know, rented a home in some way we've resided in a home, right? And if somebody came in and told you that there was a crack in your foundation in your home and you're at risk you know at that point, like, I'm not going to spend my time and money putting all these beautiful things in the home because my safety is compromised, my items are compromised. So most of us would then either seek shelter someplace else, or we would put our time and energy into fixing the foundation. Well, ultimately, our mind and our mental health is our foundation, right? It's our it's our feelings and emotions. It's our wellness. It, it It's what makes us who we are. It's our intellect. It is all of these things and ultimately runs how we do things and what we do. As I mentioned, things start to become compromised when we are not well, finances, relationships. So when you think about it, most of us, like I said, will put all of our time and energy in fixing the house, but why do we not do the same for our own wellness, right? When we see signs of distress or we see things that don't feel right, we don't say something to somebody else, right? If it's a friend or whatever, we don't say to them, we would tell them, hey, there's a crack in your foundation in your house, but we don't say it when we see it in our person we care about. We shy away from it. We're scared. We're afraid. We also sometimes shy away from it with ourselves. I feel like Our best interest is when we see distress, when we say something to somebody we care about, or we say to ourselves, it's time to really put my time and energy into myself, self-care, preventative measures, whatever that looks like. But I need to get intact so that I can protect and preserve myself and everything that means something to me. Love it. What a great metaphor. And it's so true. So thank you for that. Sure. Well, Christy, that was that was an excellent one. The people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Okay, so <laughs> for my difference making tip, I think when in in experiencing as a therapist and working with folks, right, some of the things that I see the most is that we fear conflict and change. A lot of us spend most of our time avoiding too much change and especially conflict. Now, these are things that are unavoidable. In life, throughout life, you are going to have change and you're going to experience conflict. 
So I think some of the, the keys, if I could equip folks with three key things, those things would be acknowledge and embrace conflict as a way that we grow the most, grow and learn, accept change and approach life with curiosity rather than defensiveness, right? That's the perfectionism piece. Open your mind to, to being curious and ask questions rather than defensive and make mindfulness right? Mindfulness, the art of being present, a part of your daily routine until it becomes habit. If those three things become part of your daily activities, what you do, I think we'd all be less stressed and much happier. Well, I think that that is great stuff. It definitely gets come on. That's excellent. Give me the three again, acknowledge and embrace Acknowledge and embrace conflict as a way that we grow, accept change and approach life with curiosity instead of defensiveness and make mindfulness a routine till it becomes habit. Love it. Wonderful. Well, Christy, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage and how can they learn more about ThriveWorks? So you can check me out at thriveworks.com. I'm on the website with my bio. Uh, People can get in touch with ThriveWorks, obviously, by going on the website. We are in, I believe, 43 states at this point. So please reach out, if not to us, to somebody if you're experiencing. And when I say somebody, I mean a mental health professional. If you're experiencing some level of distress, please reach out and get, get the help that you deserve. Excellent. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Christy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to thriveworks.com and check out the great resources and get in touch. Thanks again, Christy. Thank you. Pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. <laughs>